What up, what up, what up? Brothers and sisters, I don't know what this world is coming to. You know what it is, y'all. Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show where we tell it like a T.I. is. Derek Lamont Wayne's the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and the beautiful Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, y'all? We in Pisces season. Pisces season. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy My sister birthday. Candy. You know, Happy I birthday, chilled, Candy. chilled with her in wine country yesterday. Had a good time with the... I saw all, the pictures. Yeah, all the other fishes out there. <laughs> My mama birthday next Friday. Happy birthday, mama. That's that mom deuce right there. All the other fights. There's so many fights, you know. They keep coming up. Yes, indeed, man. Yep. Everybody be happy for, for bringing in another year of life. Vicious fishes. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow. Oh man. Yes indeed. Son's birthday just passed yep. also. Uh, Happy birthday everybody, man. And uh again, you know if uh if you can share the link, share the page, you know, uh subscribe to the YouTube channel and all that and then son man, we appreciate the love, the support that we be feeling from everybody out there. Shout out to y'all, man, and uh we're gonna keep telling like a T I is. You know what it is. How we feeling out there? Who, who, who out there? We, who are, we're trying to wait for everybody to come on here with us. Type in, say what's up. You know what I'm saying? The full disclosure show. It's crazy out here, man. So what's going on? What's going on, Dashley? Oh, man, you know. Excuse me. You know this world crazy, man. I've been watching politics this week. <laughs> you know, I, I, I said I, I ain't going to delve into yeah, it just, everybody. Just, just right now. Everybody, man, just uh, be informed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, t it's so much going on when people jump on the, the first thing somebody say or somebody heard and they just keep, and they roll with it. Just be informed. You know, that's part of what we try to do here if we can. You know what I mean? I ain't no uh, a Harvard professor, but I know a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we try to stay informed and we try to help you guys stay informed and, and you know, do what we do. Uh, I do want to give my condolences. Uh, a family friend of mine, she lost her son uh, this week, earlier this week. Oh, I saw you made a post. Yeah, so, so you know, thank you. So, you know, be nice if you guys could help out. You know what I'm saying? Give your prayers, your thoughts, help maybe help donate to the GoFundMe page. Whatever you can do is greatly appreciated. So I just want to give my condolences out to them. Yes, indeed, man. Tell the people in your life you love them. Because tomorrow is not promised. Try to tell you it's not cliche. It's real. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this thing, man. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and set it off. As as we all know, we we under uh, seas. Let them tell it about this whole coronavirus thing. Everybody is... Uh, you know, you you seeing uh, sporting events being canceled, cruises being canceled, mm -hmm. you know, people being uh, uh, quarantined and everything. You know, it's, it's, it's all the talk and all the rage. Everything is corona, coronavirus. This. So uh, we're going to go ahead and tap into it a little bit. And, uh, you know, what do we know? Well, you know, what exactly is the coronavirus, actually? You know what I mean? It's like, so it was just a couple, little bit of information. What is, what is it? It's a group of viruses that cause diseases, you know, in mammals and birds, of course. You know, it's like a, I guess what happens, it's like a cluster of diseases, you know, and, and it gets together and causes, and it, the symptoms are a lot like the cold, common cold. It, it, it causes respiratory infection and failure. That's what people are dying from. Similar to pneumonia. Like some people are dying from pneumonia. The ones that are dying. It's like, actually, you can go on the website and there's a live update you can get at, by the count. <laughs> right? As, as up to this moment, there's been 109,823 cases, 3,000. 804 deaths, 60,963 recovered. And it's a live count. Like, it's right there. If you click on the website, you can actually look and see how it's being updated. And uh, it's like, it was first discovered in actually the 1960s. And we used to talk about SARS and all that. SARS was strains of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. This was yeah. the coronavirus. You know what I mean? There's different, 
Uh, you know, there's all different type of strains and different type of fields, whatever. And we'll get into all the, you know, the details of it because I was reading, you know, reading in on it because, you know, I was seeing it, but I really wouldn't, you know, understand it. It's sort of like a cold, you know what I mean? A, a lot of ways to be preventative, prevented is similar of the cold and the flu, you know what I mean? Wash your hands, uh, keep your hands out your face and your mouth, you know, uh, uh, just being clean and sanitizing and all those things, you can you can take simple preventative steps, you know, as far as right now, <laughs> to keep yourself from getting it, you know what I mean? And, you know, there you can recover from it, but they have no, as far as I understand, there's no, there's no uh, anything that you can take. There's no uh, antidote, like I've seen, but you see people recover from it like you recover from the flu. Some people don't. So, uh, we was just getting into that and uh was and then, yeah, that was just a few things like they were saying, what Italy just placed sixteen million people in the quarantine, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, you know, people are you know, is a is a major it's a, it's a major scare right now. You know what I mean? And, and things are being shut down, people are, are concerned and scared and everything. So we just wanna try to get into it and uh give your uh hear what y'all gotta say. And uh, give everybody's view or take on what's going on with this thing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and swing to Miss Lisa Burnett. Oh, yes. This uh, coronavirus. It seems like every year it is a uh, another epidemic mm -hmm. of some sort of virus or something that's going to kill us or wipe out a good portion of the population. You know what I'm saying? So it's always something that they have here that, you know what I'm saying, is going to kill us every year and everybody mm. gets scary and everything. But that's not to say that this couldn't be something that they could just be for real, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's better safe to be sorry, but at the same time, you also can't be like all super scary, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it's little bit of a scare attack there. I do think it's something that is going around to think it's a real thing. I'm not saying it's fake, but I do think that it is a lot of misleading stories out there is basically what I'm saying to make it more than what it is. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy videos uh, on Facebook where they were saying, you know, they had Chinese people eating soups with bats in there and saying, oh, this is where the coronavirus is coming from. And they got they were showing videos with Chinese people doing crazy shit and saying that this is where the coronavirus is coming from and they're the cause of it, you know? So I do think that it is a lot of extra things, extra stories going around to make it a lot more than what it is. And that's my take on it. What about you, Rich? Okay. Um um, as far as the coronavirus, like Derek said, you know, coronavirus has been around for years. This is just a different strand, the COVID-19, as they say. And, um, you know, I went ahead and I printed up some of the things that Derek was saying. The danger in this particular virus versus uh, the danger in other viruses of this nature, you know, when you think of things like the flu or uh, something like that, uh, this virus... Uh, it's dangerous because in the flu, you have a gestation phase. Mm -hmm. And the gestation phase for the flu is anywhere from one to four days with an average of two days. And what that means is that gestation stage means that you can actually have it and not show symptoms, and then you're still contagious. So that's when the flu is contagious is when you first get it. And normally you affect one person mm -hmm. uh, at max three. The danger in the... COVID-19 or the coronavirus is the fact that you don't show any symptoms for 14 days. There's been as many as 27. So you can come in contact with a larger group of people and get them infected. So they're saying like how the flu might be one to three max. This is three and up max. So like I said, I got a tip. Um, you know, I'm gonna keep it confidential on what's going on as far as uh, the virus as it's reached the United States. Uh, particular state has hit the hardest. In this state, someone in the government shared that the real danger in this in this virus is that you will get it. 
So if you will get it, you will get it. And for people who are healthy, younger people, people in our age group, will live. Not every one of us will live. You're in bad health, you, you, you'll die too. Mm-hmm. But it's the population that's 60 and over that has the highest death rate with this. Now the difference between this and the flu is this. The flu so far uh, this year has killed, this flu season has killed 31,000 people. The coronavirus, I believe uh, worldwide, has killed like 300. I could be wrong, Derek. You just used, uh, you just had that number. That was the national, I mean, that was the world. This is the world number. Okay, that's the world number. Something happened to our live video. Um, it was still oh, running off one. my line. Okay. Um, we're going to do it a little different. So, but basically, the death toll is lower, but the death rate is higher. So the death rate with the flu is 0.1%. The death rate with the coronavirus is 3%. Well, you say that doesn't sound bad. It's 327 million people in the United States. If everybody got the flu, we would, we would have 327,000 deaths. That's still staggering. Mm-hmm. If everybody got the coronavirus, we had 9.8 million deaths. That's the difference. And that's, that's what it is. So the real scare in it is that the United States took a long time to acknowledge that it was a threat. This has been around since December. They knew that they could have put some certain things in place. I saw a post that said, uh, you know, they want us to take the vaccine. There is no vaccine for it as of yet. There's a vaccine for the flu. There's no vaccine right. for this that's right now. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that. Sometimes... The world has a way of balancing things out. Mm-hmm. And it happens. You know, they try to blame, like Lisa just said, they try to blame the Chinese for this. But sometimes things just happen. We, we know how these governments, how corrupt governments can be. So who knows? This could have been a chemical thing that they were trying to do to weaken somebody. And it just yeah. backfired on mm-hmm. them. I, I had... This is just a thought of mine, you know, I ain't have no evidence or anything, but I had mentioned to Derek that, you know, maybe the gov- or American government wanted the Chinese to do something and they wouldn't do it. So, you know, say maybe they did something. You said that, got, like the American government yeah. did something against the Chinese government? Yeah, maybe the American government wanted the Chinese people to agree to something, some terms or something, you know. That. that I don't see. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? No, I don't see that, though. You don't see that? No. No. If anything, my, my conspiracy theory is way wilder, but I ain't going to share that <laughs> here. I, 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 I think the Chinese are trying to do something. You see, that's what I said. Yeah, you think yeah. the Chinese would have done I mean, something? Because, it will, because, we, well, because we, know, we know that all these countries uh, experiment with uh, uh, germ warfare. We know mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? We know that they, exp- ex- you know, we know, exp- so everybody has their own form of something, you know what I mean? Like if, if you got nuclear weapons, then we gotta come up with nuclear weapons. If we got, and we know, we know America for sure has, you know, experimented with human beings with you know, germ warfare. You know, as black people, we all we all should be familiar with the the whole syphilis thing that you know what I mean. That was with the Tuskegee experiment. You know, and all other such types. Such a nice of, name for such a real horrible thing. Exactly, exactly. And for those who don't know, that's where the United States government uh, intentionally gave you know black people syphilis and 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 then treated them. Like they didn't have it, like told them they didn't have it, and, and they monitored them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, we know this happened, mm-hmm. and we know other countries have just forms of, you know, uh, warfare where they experiment with germs and, and try to weaponize. Them. Mm-hmm. So when you see stuff like the Ebola and all these different viruses, we know that they have these laboratories and they had these animals and they injected them with, uh, you know, these these. Uh, these, these diseases or they create these diseases and then these diseases nature will, will you know what I mean so you, yeah anytime they try to mess with nature nature will morph and it will turn and it will mm-hmm. throw you a curveball so you know like like so of course like when a diseases that come out of nowhere so to speak like and all of a sudden like well where did this come from well yeah you can't tell me that it didn't come from somebody's laboratory because in nature we know that there's a cure for every disease, there's for every natural cure, there's a natural disease. But we have these diseases now that 
are not natural. Yeah, but overall, that, that's the danger in it. But um, so what I was saying as far as the uh, CDC goes and the whole nine, uh, there is a big fear that they have already expected if it goes nationwide, nine million deaths. So it's, it's, it's not it's not a joke. I mean, this is not something that you know uh, you take lightly. But I will say this, you know, because I, I find humor in everything. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> You, you're a little less likely to catch it if you have good housekeeping skills. Wash your hands. I mean, we all caught the flu. I caught the flu. It happens. It's contagious. You, you don't even know somebody's sick the whole nine. But why did it take the threat of this disease to make people start washing their hands? I, I've been to the stadium. i worked around certain people. There's groups of people that don't wash their hands like we do. Right. When you go to an event, let's say it, it's a Jay-Z concert, it's a line to use the bathroom and it's a line for the sink. I went, you go to a Kenny Chesney concert, it's a line for the bathroom, there ain't no line for the sink. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I said it. But I, and, and you know, it, a lot of times it's just that simple. You know what I mean? Like when you looked at when I when you look at the you know, the preventative methods to not get it is just as simple. You know, the things that your mama taught you when you was wash your hands when you leave the bathroom. You know, that's something that always been stressed. And I don't know, my family, my house, you know what I mean? My family, like, hey. And even as you learn more about germs and diseases, when they come with the antibacterial, you know what I'm saying? Squeezing your hands, keeping it in your purse, in your pocket, you know what I mean? In the car. So you can hit them, hit them up real quick and keep it moving because that's... You know, we was always taught like, well, if it's, you know, keep don't uh, put your coat on. It's cold outside. It's you don't get it. Well, yeah, well. well, you know, we you get sick from germs, not from the cold. You know what I mean? And if you got germs, if you can, you know, minimize your contact as much as possible, keep from catching anything. You know what I'm saying? Corona, whatever it is. So, you know, but you know, it, again, the the conspiracy. You know, we know that. Fear is a powerful mechanism, sure. yeah. and you know they, you know they pushing this vaccine. And I just I watched a video the other day about you know a bill they pushing these vaccines, you know, real tough. So you know, part of me was like, you know, with my with my eye closed, like you know, okay, yeah, they trying to push this vaccine on you real quick. Well, let's put this disease out here. And then we hit you with the vaccine joint, like, oh yeah, when you get this vaccine, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool <laughs> on the vaccine. I am too. What up, Kevin? Have y'all guys seen anything where they were saying something about how African Americans can't catch it? Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either, but you know. Be careful with that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I said. Yeah, you got too much ability to catch it, okay. <laughs> You got to be careful. You got to be careful with these things that we hear, you know what I'm saying? Cuz there's a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of things out here that will have your ass confused. But you know, part of me too, you know, we again, we go when we know the dates when they experiment with these diseases and whatnot. A lot of it is you know they they use white mice for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And and you know they they don't look for cheers <laughs> for <Black> us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't trying to cure no black bikes. You're right, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like when you, when you, you know, now I ain't gonna say that black folks can't get it or nothing like that, but it makes you wonder when they, you know, if they created this like by accident, like experimenting on these, whatever, whatever, and we know the power of melanin, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna count on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna wash my hands. Continue. <laughs> Me, you both. But uh, I mean, it's just something to be said, man. To be vigilant. Yeah. To be aware. You know what I mean? And uh, to be honest with you, so much false. Go ahead. These uh, hand sanitizers aren't as good as you know what I'm saying. They tell us it is. I mean, it's good to use them, but we also need to stay washing our hands. Not washing our hands is not good. And just using these hand sanitizers versus. You're know saying people are using the hand sanitizer as a means of hygiene instead just, of. You just log in on your name. Instead of being hygienic. Yeah. 
Y'all tapped in to the Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont Williams the first, Barbara Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa, Lisa, the little lady of the house. And we talking about the notorious coronavirus that, that has everybody in a scare, and rightfully so. You know, because you just never know. You know, we were just talking about, you know, anything can knock you out, man. <laughs> anything can knock you out of the box. You got, you know, diseases that we catch from. You got uh, uh, heart disease. I, I think I saw, I saw a meme when they was like, uh, they had the guys like worried about the coronavirus. And then they, they had under it said the number one killer of black people was heart disease. Yeah. And he had a big old double cheeseburger to him smashing it. With you the know, donuts on yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, man, you know, the, the, that's the number one killer. We, you you concerned about something. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself all the way around, man. We talk about uh, holistic health and all that, all mm -hmm. that type of thing. And that's all what it is. Yeah, just log in from my uh, name. Yeah, it's cool. She, you're not the only one having issues. Um, all this, all this new speed ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those, yeah, yeah, for those that's on the podcast, we have a little technical difficulty on the live feed, but that ain't going to stop the show. The full disclosure show, Bob and Rich Gray, Dick Dashley, Lisa, Lisa, the little lady in the house. What's up, what's up? And we're going to, who going who, 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 who pulling in a second with Dick Dashley? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll talk about it. I don't have any of my links up, but we can just discuss this. We're talking about Lonnie Love. Lonnie Love this past week made the comment um, that... She grew up in a household. She grew up in the projects. And a lot of times they ain't have food to eat. And so it led to her making a lot of bad food choices. Then she went on to say, as Lottie does, <laughs> she doubled down. A lot of African-American women that grew up in that same situation don't know how to eat as well. Well, they took Lottie's words and then they ran with it. They, the headline I read was Lottie Love says African-American women don't know how to eat. And I saw a lot of vitriol, a lot of heat going toward Lottie Love because this is the same woman who said black men don't know how to be faithful in a relationship. And, uh, you know, we had a discussion, uh, show about that uh, a few months ago. And when she said that, just to say, hey, you know, that's, that's her sampling. And once again, I believe, you know, this is her sampling. This is her experience. She's right. telling her truth. She grew up when she barely ate. Food was in a, a scarcity. So when they when they ate, they ate what they could eat to have sustenance, just to be able to survive. It wasn't a, a luxury. It wasn't something that they took into account. What is this doing to my health? It was, am I going to eat? I grew up in the same situation. If I didn't go to school, sometimes I didn't eat. So, you know, I do understand that. And, uh, you know, you had a lot of people went in and she went in and she had to apologize about this statement. But uh, what this says to me about Lonnie is that she has a limited worldview. Her worldview is really from her eyes and to be a woman that's on the rise and have the opportunities that she had because how, what precipitated this was the fact that she was chosen by Weight Watchers to be the spokesperson and she was thanking Weight Watchers and then just went into her testimony. Two things about that. I'll go with the limited view. Limited worldview, you know, a lot of times we only see things through our lenses. If we travel more, if we read a little bit more, we can understand there's different people's experiences throughout the diaspora as it comes to us being uh, a larger part of the Pan-African movement or our Pan-African family. And uh, some, some would say Native American family or the Morris family, what have you. But we all have different experiences based on the type of life that we lived and what our parents did uh, prior to our birth. So we have to be cognizant to not lump everyone into certain statements. And I don't believe that's what she did. I believe this was just an opportunity for media to take words and twist it. Um, you know, the, the, the second part of that is that let's stop being so sensitive. If people are telling their truth, understand this is their truth. Why do we, I understand when you have a platform like that, you're concerned that people are listening and Every person that looks like you is a spokesperson for your ethnicity, your color group, or your sexual orientation. That's not the case. You know, RuPaul doesn't speak for every trans person. You know, mm -hmm. Ellen doesn't speak for every lesbian. Lonnie Love doesn't speak for every black woman. You know, uh, 
little Boosie doesn't speak for every black man. We're not monolithic in the way that we think about things. I think we have to take that into account. Even this show, we're just expressing what, what we see, our opinion, and then we, we, we have the ability to take people's live opinion. You know, and I think that's what makes it different when you don't have someone. We've had people interject and not agree with us on the thread or interject and say, hey, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. It's just about having those types of conversations. That's what being an adult is. But to just take that woman's words and run with it based on her track record, because she has the track record of saying things and generalizing mm-hmm. things, and people want to go ahead and have this vitriol against her, I thought was unfair. That That's, that's just for me. Lisa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think because people already have this ideal of her, everything that she says, everything that she does is scrutinized and t- switched and turned around to something that she may not have meant or she didn't even say. And I think that that's something that people need to work on, be better at, is just because you don't agree with something that somebody says doesn't mean that you have to disagree with everything, everything you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, you villainize someone because they say purple and you say blue. You know, and mm-hmm. that's not a good thing to do. How can you work together? How can you grow if you can't look at other people's aspect in life? Right. And um, I think that came from not reading. That's what happens when you don't read and can't and not comprehending what you read. I think a lot of times people read and can't comprehend what they read. So they take it somewhere where it's not meant to be. So I just think that, you know, I personally didn't, I personally um, don't agree with what she said, but that's my perspective. Like I didn't have her story, so I don't agree with her because that wasn't what, how I lived, you know what I'm saying? But I understand her story, but that's just not my story. So, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying, that doesn't mean that her experience is not right. That just means that that experience isn't right for me because that's not my experience. Right. But you don't shut somebody down because you haven't experienced that. With the experience, yeah. I think people suffer from a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you can't empathize with people, then, you know, you're kind of in a bad spot. Well, I think one of the things, she's, I think both of y'all kind of touched on it. It comes with credibility, right? And she said herself in the one post when she talked about, she's like, well, I don't speak for the black community, but you constantly trying to speak for the the black black community. community. (laughs) And a lot of people don't take her as a credible spokesman or spokeswoman for the black community. So when she comes out and says stuff like this, like if it's, you know, somebody like a Sister soldier, somebody like mm-hmm. that, you know, people will look at it differently. Mm-hmm. People will take it differently, but because it's her and because we already know and she got a white man and we already look at her, you know, people are already looking at her a certain way. So when she says something, people are just ready to pounce on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the truth is, you know what I mean? Like, she's speaking about, you know, our mamas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my mama, you know, has, has, has we grew up eating a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way she grew up eating. That's right. You know what I mean? High high sodium, high cholesterol. You know, everybody had the, the big old pot of lard on the stove. You know what I'm saying? The Crisco, the stuff to go right into your arteries yeah. and clog them immediately. Still the best fried <laughs> Yeah, fried exactly. But that's that's how that. we Ooh. that's how we grew up <laughs> eating. And it's like, you know, even like as we get older and come into new information, like, you know, I'm trying to give my mom, like, mom, you, yeah. you shouldn't be eating that. You shouldn't be eating that. She don't know no other way to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people, not just black people. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of people who are conditioned to eating a certain way. You know, art is just everybody has their, you know, soul food, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just like you look at the way, like the Chinese people, they use a lot of, you know, they have a lot of high sodium, high cholesterol items too, like every pizza, the Italians, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When they eat the, their pasta, they, that pasta will kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same way, like everybody, you know, and so now we're coming into the age where we're learning more about foods and what we put in our bodies. So, it's, you know, it's, it's about how can we make the same food healthier? 
You know what I mean? And it, a lot of people are hard to catch that lesson. You know what I mean? Well, just you ain't gotta go all the way, but let's cut down on this. Let's season it a different way. Let's use different, you know what I mean? Different mm -hmm. types of things to use it. And this is what she's speaking on. So if we just isolate this incident right there, like you know, I, you know, she she was she was being honest. She was being truthful. You know, but because it's the messenger. You know, we don't listen to the message. We 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 concentrate on the messenger. Yep. That's right. and, and that's just how this culture culture is. If certain people say certain things. We take it a different way. It's just certain. It's just period, point blank. You, you know, know what I, I mean? I like we defended her, and I want you to hold your thought. I like we defended her on the on the post, and I said, I don't have a problem with what she said. And the lady came in and said, you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm laughing like, okay, what exactly is the problem here? So then I took the quote, the exact quote that she said, because she didn't indict black women in it. She was talking about people from a certain demographic or socioeconomic background within our guys. And when I put that, then she said, well, I still don't like it. And that's, that's what it was. That's just speak yeah. to what I just said. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. It's, the, it's the messenger. And not the, And that's one thing, man, you know, as far as like when 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 I, when I wanted to do something like this, it's like, you know, I always focus on the message. You know what I mean? It ain't about me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like I got something to say. Just like we all got something to say. And what your message is important. But everybody else wants to focus on the messenger. Like, you know, you, you got to be charismatic. You got to be mm -hmm. this. You got to be that for people to listen. Because if you're not, people just don't want, are not going to listen. It's like, so we have to try to package things a certain way, you know, because that's just how the culture is. You know what I mean? They, when people want to, people want it, people want want to hear things in the, in the package. They concentrate more on the substance, style and not the substance. So, you know what I mean? You know, where we at the Full Disclosure Show is about substance. You I know, and we got style too, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's all about the substance. I do want to touch back on something that you said when you were saying that uh, it's not just black people who eat bad. Exactly. Uh, it seems like when it's a negative behavior, something is talked about and they're talking about negative behavior, it's kind of it kind of always has to be black people black people when it's a negative behavior they put it on black people and it's not and it's like you know we're not the only people who have a negative behavior you know what I'm saying? We, yes, we have negative behaviors in our culture, but so do Chinese people, so do the Hispanic, so does the Russian people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when something is going on and it's negative, we got to get out that habit of, oh, that's, that's being black. When you see somebody being, being ghetto, wanting to fight, cussing and shit, oh, that's black, that's ghetto. She acting black, she acting ghetto, you know what I'm saying? And that goes with eating, bad habits, bad eating habits. Right. They always try to say like that comes from the black community, but all communities have bad eating habits. Well, I think too, and, and that's, that's again goes to where she says she don't speak for the black community. Like, you know, as far as our, our sh this show, what we do, we talk about things from our perspective, Afrocentric, African, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? So when we, when, like a lot of times when we talking about black people in general, Everybody as a whole, you know what I mean? So it's like focusing on when we talk about health, it's about focusing on like, you know, black folks, we need to, you know what I mean, eat better, or we need to do this and we need to do that. It don't necessarily, I don't think she, it don't necessarily mean, you know what I mean? I think it's important to point that out though. Like everybody has, every culture has their soul food, so mm -hmm. to speak. Everybody has their fast food, so to speak, you know what I mean? And so, but she, you know, I don't, she was speaking particularly about, you know, the the soul food, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. The way we we you know what I mean? and, and it's a lot of a lot of it is a poverty thing too. Like when yeah, about. when you're talking about the cultures, the further down you go down the poverty list, the worse the eating habits is because you got to eat what you can afford to eat. Right, right. That's why you know uh, you get a chicken sandwich for nineteen ninety nine cent, and a salad costs four ninety nine, right. five ninety nine. You know what I mean? All it is is lettuce. How come I can't get the salad for ninety nine cent? Yeah. You don't want you being healthy. No, you healthy then. You can't pay them pharmaceutical bills. But you know, I think that's kind of what 
And, and and you know, like you said, I didn't see the vitriol or or the, the bite back against her for the yeah. thing. But you know, people take that little part and, and they with run it. with it, and nobody reads. Nobody reads. And we was just yeah. talking about doing a paper. And I was like, for what? Nobody <laughs> read. Yeah. They just take the headline and then they ride, 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 ride. Or they look at they look at the picture and the caption and think that they know what the story is. Yeah. yeah. I remember one time you posted a story and it had nothing to do with the picture. It was. A, Right. Trump talking to Jeffrey Epstein, and people thought you were dogging Trump, so they just automatically started trying to go in on you. I was like, did you even listen to what was said? You know, people don't listen. And people don't argue from a point of understanding or growth. They argue to defend their position. Yeah, to be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is like, at that point, normally you get doubling down. It's crazy. I just ran a speed test on this, 500 megs, but this thing is... This, uh, Facebook is funny. Yeah. Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show. Dag the Mock Wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley. Oh, that's where you were. Yeah. And the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa, Lisa Burnett. We're talking about uh, 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 Miss Lonnie Love again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the comments she made, Rich Dick Dashley. Would you uh, go back over that real quick? Yeah, Lonnie Love was just recently talking about her weight loss journey. She got picked as the ambassador for Weight Watchers. So she was saying that uh, she grew up in a project. She grew up poor. So she had a lot of bad eating habits. And she got those not from just I had bad eating habits, just the fact that I'm just trying to live. And we were just eating to, to have something to eat. And then she said a lot of people from her background had the same thing. African-American women is what she said. Mm-hmm. Had that because they struggled like I was struggling as far as just eating to live. You know, I'm going to get what I can get. Let me get this ramen noodles, you know. Let me get normally it's high starchy foods mm-hmm. with a long shelf life. So mm-hmm. highly processed food. Yeah. And that's what she was saying. But people took it that she said black women don't know how to eat. And that, that was the title. Black women don't know how to eat. And then so many people went in on her. And then once you read the article and you saw what was really said, you said, that's not what she said at all. She said people that grew up poor like I did eat whatever they can. And the African-American women that grew up like I did eat whatever they can. How did you get? I, I thought it was irresponsible journalism. Right. That's what I really thought. And uh, it was on, on one of the people I really respect pages. So yeah. I, was, I was really disappointed in that particular. And that's, and that's really to say something, man. Like, like. It's two. That's two levels to attack the subject, right? Is it what, what she said, and then the reaction, which is always the most interesting part to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like, like when we talk about stuff like this. I always allow to go to the angle of the responses, mm-hmm. how people respond to such and such and such and such. Right. And it's like with this, people, res- people, you see the the response is based on the message. And not on what she said. The response, like, it's, it's just like when you don't like somebody, <laughs> everything yeah, they say. Yeah, everything yeah. They it say. don't matter what they say. It's like, oh, fuck what you said. Yeah, you your know kids what I mean? is cute. My kids <laughs> is ugly. I don't know what you're <laughs> yeah, don't be, don't be looking at my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 certain, certain people can't say anything, you know, because of our already, we already prejudiced. We already biased mm-hmm. to whatever comes out their mouth. And if it's somebody we like, we we find we find a reason to justify anything they say, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like somebody you might not agree with what they said, but then you well, you know, they just cover from their perspective. Yeah, they just I tell mean, it how but they But now you can see that. Yeah, right? not yeah, you know what I mean? So it's people are real subjective. That's why, you know, at the point in my life, like, you know, I, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and I'm gonna stand on it, you know what I mean? And I'm not gonna you know, if you disagree, you disagree. You know what I mean? We can talk about it. But uh, at the same time, I'm not going. I'm not going to hold my tongue, bite my tongue, or anything, because I know any, if I say something, you know, I'm well. I, I ain't gonna say I'm well. I'm pretty much well read on it. I, I'm understanding. I'm not gonna talk about something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk about something I ain't gave some real, real thought about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna just fly half cocked and make a statement without having some reason for it. You know what I mean? So you can come for me. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I say what I say. I'm gonna stand by. So I don't. But again, at the same time, if I if I am wrong and you and I see a point, like oh okay, I can also I backtrack and check myself. Like you know what, you you got a point there. You know what I mean? Maybe I should have maybe I, I should you know did more research. Maybe I should did more understanding or whatever. But you know that it, that's just the thing. Like what she said, she was making a statement, and people would just step back and look at the whole view. 
and, and try to understand where people come from. And that's where we, we live in a society now where we judge. Everything is judged. Everything is, you know, I'm, I'm going to give my, uh, uh, not even an opinion, but I'm going to say, oh, this is what it is. And we don't try to understand. Like I practice, I just told the guy this other day. I try to practice understanding. I try to see where a person coming from when, when, and, and come from their perspective I try to understand where they, why they said the thing they did. It's just like with racism, you know. I try to go, why is, why is this guy racist? Why don't he like black people? You know what I mean? And then you go to the miseducation, the misunderstanding, which is the reason why a lot of us feel the way we feel. A lot of people come from a place of misinformation, and they're not necessarily trying to be uh, 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 negative, so to speak. We, they just don't know, or they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Issue. Mm-hmm. You tapped into the full disclosure show. What's up? We are on Instagram. What's up, Trezana Staples? What's up, April? Derek Lamont Williams, the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Daffy, Miss Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. And we're going to go ahead and slide into this last subject. Miss Lisa Lisa, let them have it. Let them have it. So today, I want to discuss the Black Revolution and the Black Panthers and things of that nature. So uh, I think that I think that we need to be in a black revolution. We need to start a black revolution. I don't think that we are. I haven't seen any black revolution. Like I feel like it's a lot of people, and this is not to take credit away from people that are, you know, making certain moves that I'm just ignorant and don't know about, mm-hmm. but. I'm not really seeing any movement like we saw in the 60s with the Black Panthers. You know what I'm saying? With the Malcolm X, the Marcus Garveys. We do a lot, I see a lot of talking. I see a lot of people saying what they want to do, but I'm not seeing enough movement. So my thing is like, what is a Black Revolution? Is it because we don't know what a Black Revolution is? Is it because people are just so endowed with media social media and image why why aren't we having this movement i'm not seeing enough movement in our community so i just wanted to say like let's get this revolution going and this doesn't mean that we have to attack kill be violent that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that i'm tired of hearing us talking i'm tired of hearing us crying i'm tired of seeing these mothers crying about their kids, you know what I'm saying, Get, being killed by the police. I'm tired of our our community being the oppressed. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're oppressed. We're still oppressed. We're still fighting about things that we were that we were fighting for in the 60s. Why are we still why are we just now passing legis- laws and legislations are just now passing these laws against being lynched? Why are we still fighting to prove that our hair is okay to wear the way it is? They're just now passing laws in Texas saying that it's against the law to discriminate for someone because they're wearing their hair, black people. That's crazy to me. I don't understand. And I feel like it's because the, we're not having a strong enough revolution in our community. So I just want to discuss this these things. Dick Dassley. Well, you know, I, I, I want to unpack just some of the things you said as far as uh, legislation changes. That is part of what is happening now. So black revolutions in the past used to rally around people. You know, you had Marcus Garvey with his movement. You had uh, Malcolm X. You had America Everest. You had Martin Luther King. You had certain movements. You you had uh, the SLCU. You had uh, uh, you had the Black Panthers. You you had certain factions. See, then it was more social media wasn't around, so it wasn't a whole bunch to divide them. You you, you kind of pick probably it was it was mainly more um, uh, regional, the regional movements. But you wouldn't have the changes in Texas or California for black women's hair. You didn't have people still pushing for that. Real, hold on, real quick. Trezana Staples said we can't have a black revolution 
we are not unified as a collective people. That's what I was getting to. What's up, April? Go I, ahead. I would have to definitely agree with it. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, now what you see is tribalism. Yeah. So you have the Adolf's movement. We talked about that. You have uh, people who believe in comedic values. You mm -hmm. have Black Moor movement. You have the uh, Moorish Americans. You have the Hebrew Israelites. You have these factions now. Now, it's, it's crazy. It's the more knowledge that we get, it seems like it pulls us further apart, yeah. in which it should be bringing us together collectively. What I always say is all those things are true. But the one thing that bond, combines us together is the melanin with this, within us. Now, I'm not one to... I don't believe in the Messiah movement. Yeah. Because if you kill the head, the, the rest of the, the, mm. the movement... And it's, that's it's, it's and it's I feel moved. like that's what always happens every time there the these revolutions these movements start picking up some heat the government comes in and infiltrates them every single time and when I'm watching and studying up on these movements such as Malcolm X Marcus Garvey the Black Panthers it's always the same script and they all fall the same way, you know? So I feel like you need to change, you need to change the way that you're doing the thing because obviously the way that those movements don't work because it's too much, it's too able to be infiltrated by the government. They always bring in that mouse. They always get you that secret spy, your bodyguard, whoever. And then the whole movement is anathematized and everything goes back to where it was and things slow down. I feel like things have really started to slow down and it's really stagnant. Maybe I'm just impatient, but things are just moving so slow and it just seems like the, the craziness is starting to outweigh. It's starting to, you know what I'm saying, win because every time I turn around it's something else is going on. but. I'm like, do y'all not see this? Everybody is worried about this, but this is what's going on and this is what's fucking us up. But we're not seeing these things because we're so paying attention to that. To that. No, see what happened, what happens is this. We talked about this before when you talk about the civil rights movement, right? And we talk about the civil acts bill being one of the worst things that could have happened for black people, you know, because we won. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There was a revolution. There was a movement. There was so. There was a, a a cause that we all could rally around, and it was tangible. We could see it. The enemy was right there. So everybody, no matter what front, no matter what religion, no matter what background you was, we was united in this effort. Everybody had. You had the South and the Martin Luther King movement, the nonviolent movement. You had. You know, the Malcolm X, you had the Muslims, and the, you know, you had all these different moves. Everybody was pushing the same direction. So what happened is we won. And now, and so every, the, the revolution the, has, has changed. The, I, the war is different. Mm -hmm. See, and a lot of, we don't, we don't see a lot of people, I got content, like, okay, we have, we have equal this, we this, we this, mm -hmm. that. And that. And we don't see the war it has yeah. changed. Revolution has changed. It's not the same. We moving in a, in a different. It's more under. It's more under. You know, undertones. It's more even though the same thing. It's funny because watching the black. If when you watch the Black Panther documentary or you read about, you know, and and you see that this the the police violence was so rampant that it became necessity for them organized in their neighborhoods. We're looking at what's going on now, like, oh, man, this way is what? No, <laughs> it's not worse. Yeah. We're just seeing it. We're just seeing it. We're just seeing it. See what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, this is everything that's it's been going on. It's just the, the, the front has changed because people are, are more into what can I get for myself and how can I better you myself. Like yourself, and and so, there's, so. there's not that one enemy that... You know, everybody can rally around. And so we have to change. We, we have to morph with it. We have to see that. And, and that's why these conspiracy theories, you know what I mean? And everything, because it's about how we looking at the world, how we view the world. You know what I mean? How we go about, We you know what I'm saying? Everybody is seeing it where there's no racism no more. We mm -hmm. want as a black president. Yeah. Everything is everything. You know what I mean? So you can't, a lot of people don't see 
you know, the the per the, the reason to get behind something when I got two cars in my garage yeah. and I got this big house. Right. I'm doing we doing good. They feel you like can they get want, it just like so I can get it. There you know is no more problems. Right. So we ain't picking cotton no more. That's what killed the revolution, mm -hmm. so to speak. But we have to change the revolution into like a more of a educational. That's where we was talking about how uh black pride is viewed as anti white. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's one of the things that came from the 70s was to say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud revolution. That was another revolution. Mm -hmm. The love yourself revolution. You know what I mean? To feel good about yourself. Understand, as a black man, we are kings and queens and gods of the universe revolution. You know what I mean? To to love ourselves and understand, like, man, we we, we the shit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, And, and so... I think that needs to stay, come back around full circle. Like when we used to talk about Stop the Violence and Karis One. Mm -hmm. Remember the revolution in the 80s with, with X-Clan, the public enemy, you know, the mock. Mm -hmm. It was a revolution and, and for, for understanding and knowledge and who we are and to get behind each other, you know, a totality. And I think we lost some of that. We lost a lot of that steam where it's now about what do I got? Well, see, I don't How can I, I get up? I don't think it was lost. I think it was hijacked. So you ask what happened to the revolution. So you go back to certain things that we fought for, which was inclusion. You know, uh, I believe that a lot of the, I, ultimately, let me just say, I think Marcus Garvey was right. If you don't know who Marcus Garvey is, you go and study him. I ain't gonna explain it to you. Go do some research. But, that doesn't sound all mean, though. <laughs> little nice Google, that, that Google that when there. you get a chance, yeah. like what man's saying. Marcus Garvey was right. Amos Wilson was right, you know. Uh, blueprint, blueprint for black power. Claude Anderson's right in a lot of ways. Certain, certain things I agree with a lot of them and certain I don't. But I think what happened is the movement got hijacked. See, when you go and you, you're fighting in a war, you know, put put yourself in the mind of Sun Tzu, right? Mm -hmm. You sitting here, you, you fight directly. Your enemy is doing other things there. We always fight for the time. And you got to think 700 years ahead. So we thought once we got inclusion, we could have those jobs. We could have a nice car sitting out there. You got a 4,000 square foot home, the whole nine, everything would be cool. No, they still move the goalposts. Mm -hmm. So it's ever changing. So civil rights movement got hijacked. It ain't even about black people. And it's 1978, they changed it to minority. Shout out to Claude Anderson. What is a minority? I don't know the minority, but I know black folk. Now you have some black people who are opposed to being called black, which is to, to me... Till you get something better, it's totally foolish. And I, I, right. I, let me explain why. Not dissing you before you get, because now they gonna get they. You know, I just heard. Did you hear all the whole thing? Every time <laughs> the tension in the air. What do you mean? I'm ready to come at him. So uh, what I'm saying is this. That's just an identifier, because we're not known as an ethnic group. We're not known as any religious group. So any reparations that were happening now to to if anybody, all these candidates talking about that is not really realistic because we're not known. We're not recognized by the world court as an ethnicity or as a race or as a religious group. So scratch that. Anybody talking about that, that's just a fallacy. But what happened was they we start moving the ball ahead and then all of a sudden the gay people jumped on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. The women's suffrage movement jumped on the bandwagon. For the things that your ancestors died for, for the things that Hugh P. Newton and, and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Megar Evers and Rosa Parks and Fannie Lou Hamer, what they fought for and they died for, other people took. And that was minority. You could be an injured white veteran out of the military, you're a minority. You could be a white woman and you could be a minority. So minority means nothing. We have to go back to being black for self. We still want to include people. Nobody includes us in, in anything that right. they do. When they start passing all these marriage laws and all that other stuff, they couldn't pass nothing for black people. Oh, well, black people need this, black people need that. So the first question I ask people when they talk about revolution is, do you vote? And if, if you don't vote, are you organizing people to put things together? I don't ask what other people are doing. What am I doing? How can I organize my people? What can I do as an individual? It feels like it's overwhelming, but it starts with you. So the first thing I try to do is educate my family. You know what I'm saying? And I, don't, I can't say that it always works. You know, otherwise my son would be doing different stuff, right? <laughs> but, you know, and I know, uh, and he also don't get me wrong. It's a whole other story to that. But it's like uh, 
I'll just say this. It's a, it's a presidential election coming up right now. And I saw a lot of black, black people in the South vote for Joe Biden. Why? Because he was Obama's vice president, right? Go to his candidate page. What's his agenda? It's absolutely nothing on there. It's just a donate page. Now, conversely, go to Bernie Sanders. If you really want some change, that's what, that's, that's the first thing. This is the first candidate I've seen in my lifetime who actually wants real change. He's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's an independent. He happens to be running under the Democratic banner because this, we said we have a two-party system, you know, so he just had to happen to have enough popularity. But if you are a, a black woman who is the most educated person in the United States, as far as it goes with education, you're probably the most indebted person. He's talking about wiping out your debt. Why wouldn't you vote for that? If you have, if you have kids that need daycare, he's offering free daycare all the way up through what to, to they get to kindergarten. Why wouldn't you vote for that? If you are underinsured, not insured, or have pre-existing conditions, or you don't have insurance, you have universal insurance now. Why wouldn't you vote for that? If you are a black person, you're tired of mandatory minimums that overly criminalize black people, he's mm -hmm. already got the steps to eliminate that. Why wouldn't you vote for that? Trezana Staples say exactly, Baba, what's up, Miss Chai 30? Instagram, go ahead. It just amazes me on how educated everyone says that they are, but it still seems like there's a lot of miseducation out there. If he's not the front-running candidate for the people, and here's why you should put somebody like that in office, because now you've taken the argument away from the poor white person. They have everything that they need as far as sustenance. They got the health care, because now medical bills can still bankrupt you. They got the child care, because that can bankrupt you. Now they got the $15 minimum wage, right? So now everybody's at least bringing thirty to thirty-three thousand dollars a year home, right? So you 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 raise the standard of living. Now all forty countries that have this type of setup are the highest standard of living in the world. Why aren't we at that now? Because we've been convinced capitalism is a key. Once you get that, then we circle back around. We decide: Are we American descendants of slaves? Are we black? Are we whatever? And we say, okay, we're gonna go under this banner now. We're gonna sue for reparations. I think it'd be a lot easier to get reparations once people eating. We fat. Yeah, we did do them wrong. What you get now is, well, yeah, everybody was done wrong in the past, but I'm still struggling. Now, if you have just the basic things that you need for life, how could you deny me as a human my right for my grandfathers and my grandmothers just do? And if you do, that's where I think the revolution takes up a step. But if you ain't involved in the political process, you don't see that. I believe, and you know, I got a lot of pushback. Well, you really think that's going to happen? Wow, you really sound defeated. You ain't ready to fight anymore, huh? You just ready to sit here and debate and have mental masturbation with yourself and feel good. <laughs> I told you that wasn't going to happen because you don't want to go out and fight. Don't nobody really want to fight. I don't think we should talk revolution if you ain't ready to go out and fight. Well, I think the revolution starts in the mind. The revolution starts with a way of thinking. One of the things about the, when we talk about the Black Panther Party, right, and the whole movement in the 60s mm -hmm. right the whole uh uh see when uh the fbi went to war it wasn't just the black panther party it was the whole 60s yeah. movement because people would start thinking yeah a different way like in the coming in the 50s and the late 50s you know people believed the government like it wasn't yeah. people believed what they saw on tv the 60s started a whole different way of thinking like it they was in they was crazy because you saw all these white College students moving with the Panthers, moving and going against the government and going against the war. They freaked, they was freaking out because now it was the whole way of thinking was different. You know what I mean? And when we, when, and when you talk about politics, it's the same thing. People are conditioned to think a certain way. You know what I mean? Regardless of what they might say, like, this is how it's always been. This is how it's supposed to be. So I have to be a Democrat. I have to be a Republican. If you coming from outside of that, I don't even hear you because I'm conditioned to think a certain way. Yeah. So the revolution really has to come with the way we think and the way we look at the world. Because if, if that don't change, you know, I can, I, I'm not going to accept anything you have. To, if I always use Dove soap and then you come with something new, yeah. I'm not going to use it because I'm, I'm so conditioned to think in a certain way. Yeah. And people just are conditioned. So the revolution really comes with the change in the way we think. Because revolution really means uprising, like change the whole thing. 
You know what I mean? In order to change the whole thing, we have to change the way we think about the things. Shake it up, shake it yeah. up. So that, that, it just comes with that. You know, you have to change the way we address the whole thing. Like you talking about, if you got somebody saying, hey, I'm going, I'm going to do it. You're going to change it because I'm, I'm used to it being yeah. this way. You know what I mean? Go ahead. People fear, fear change. People ostracize people for changing. And I think like, excuse me, that has a part in people beginning to make change because you're so scared of people. Mm -hmm people disagree with you and that's the end of the world people are scared to step out this is how we fear. always done it this yeah. is how we always you know, done saying, it well this ain't working this mm -hmm. way it's not working now so everything can be changed you can teach an old dog new tricks everybody wants change nobody wants to change yeah and, I agree and I'm telling you this, this, this see I, I think we feel like that the first time we saw Barack Obama running, oh, this is gonna really change. But it was still too left wing or right wing, still part of the same bird. This time we got somebody who ain't even part of the bird. That's just how I look at it. And, and that's why change, and that's why and that's why people are just not going to people are not going to entertain it. And it's going that's why it's gonna be a he that's why he had he's gonna have an uphill battle. Regardless of how you look at it, you know what I mean. I'm trying to bite my tongue over here, but I can't stand this. Don't, don't sit here and try to make me explain why. You tell me why you feel that way. See what I get? Well, why you feel that way? Well, didn't you read the freaking platform? Well, how could he do it? A four percent increase on taxes for for the average person. First twenty nine thousand dollars is not increased in taxes. You pay whatever you pay, right? Anything over twenty nine thousand dollars, now you get that four percent increase. So if you pay under twenty nine thousand, guess what? Your medical coverage is free because you don't make enough to pay for it. Now, right now, if you make under twenty nine thousand dollars and your company is you full time or you got enough hours and you can pay for medical, are you paying for your medical? So I'm asking you a question. Are you? Yes, you are. If you work for a company and you have medical coverage through the company, are you paying? Oh for your yeah, medical? yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you're paying fifty percent. So, a four. I don't even feel like going through it. Do I, I don't even. I, I mean, I don't know why you so. You I'm so, passionate about it because it's just I ain't like, saying passionate, but you don't. You can't understand why people. I'm just saying yeah. people just not going to believe it. It's, people are not going because people are conditioned to think a certain way. People don't. So think. when you try to come outside the box, no, this is we we staying in the box. Majority of people want to stay in the box. I, period. I, point blank. I can't understand y'all. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to talk to y'all. A lot of times I, I shut my <laughs> mouth. I don't talk to people anymore. Nobody nobody really researches. People research to reinforce their thought process, and they find articles and stuff to reinforce what they think. I see it all the time. Doing this show has enlightened me on how people think. It's, well, it's pe really, people it's, won't even revolutionize the way they eat. You know what yeah. I mean? So how, how you going? Yeah. So how you going to revolutionize the world? Like it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just. I mean, it is what it is. It just is what it is. I mean, I also think part of the, of it is, you feel so defeated every time you get ten steps ahead. You feel like you get knocked back twenty. So after a while, you know what I'm saying? Just like anything else. You get defeated like well, damn. We, we have to stop looking. I, I have to. I have to quote the uh, the great Dick Dastley, Rich Green on this. You know, we got to We 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 got to stop looking for leaders. Period. We got to stop looking for leaders. You know what I mean? Well, regardless of uh, who who wins the election, who you vote for, mm -hmm. like you know, I go out and I vote, and then it's right back to the grill again. Right back to the grind. Right back to trying to be the best person I could be. Right. What can I do to help my family and my community and you know what I mean it's just like it's the revolution starts at home everybody has to do what we what our part and what we can do to try to move you know what I'm saying and then when you look at the great pic big picture it can be defeated you know what I mean it can you like wow you know they they do whatever they want to do they, yeah. it don't matter you know what I mean and it, no, if you look at the big picture it can be defeated but you got to keep tunnel vision you got to be like that horse keep the blinders on and just Move, yeah, just keep moving, little increment right. after increment. It's like, you know, it's like every day, man, You, it's like nothing changes. And then in 10 years, everything's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say that again. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like every nothing day, yeah, every day, every day, everything's the same. But then think five, 10 years, you look around, everything's different. Yep. You know what I mean? So you just have to keep fighting the good fight. 
Hey man, I was just I just rolled down a street in Cleveland. Some horrible streets by the way. And uh I'm talking about not the community, I'm talking about the actual streets. Potholes, truck yeah. holes, uh, so I wanna qualify that for the Lonnie Love, <laughs> right? And uh I was like, Oh man, this street is bad. What street was it? I was going down 131st, uh near Kinsman. And going down and I saw them digging. I was like, Oh snap. Whenever they digging up the ground in your neighborhood. You see AT&T trucks or whatever the big company is, they're putting fiber optics in. Mm -hmm. What that means is they plan on moving you out and bringing someone new in because the infrastructure isn't good enough to bring businesses in and the people in that they want. But whatever you had prior to that was more than enough for you. So you're going to see a gentrified neighborhood. Wherever that ground is dug up on East 131st, Whatever it looks like now, whatever demographic is there now, you're about to be displaced. They're doing that over there, Bob, in yeah. my neighborhood where we're at. Y'all better wake up and learn how to justify your own neighborhood. Justify your neighborhood. So it yeah. won't be too soon before we up out of there. Y'all yeah. tapped into the Full Disclosure Show. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. Got Barbara Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa Lisa. We want to thank y'all, man, for the support. You know, even had the little technical difficulties, man. You can go on Anchor. You can go on Spotify. You can go on Stitcher and listen to the podcast. You can catch us on the, the Full Disclosure Show YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. And uh, like the page, share the page, share the group, share the video. And, man, we want to thank, for the, thank you for the love. And, uh, man, like I said, tell the people in your life you love them. Tomorrow's not promising nobody. People are checking out daily. And, uh, you know, it's all love all day. On behalf of myself, Bobby Rich Green, Lisa Lisa. Peace. Stay loyal.